Hello, good people, and welcome to this is episode five of season twelve. And Jeff just gave me hand signals, which um, I do appreciate. I'm Chris Shorten uh, of the Brunswick Big Collective. I'm Chris Shorten. With me is Jeffrey Chi. Uh, good evening. And with me is Paul Christoph. Good evening. And this episode, we're going to focus on new things, things new things we've found, and new things we can create. And the new things, um, the beers we'll be drinking are two very new things, which are the uh, Three Ravens uh, Moosey Juicy, which is a chocolate uh, chocolate uh, milkshake nipa. No, nabipa, which is just... It's not even a thing. No, uh, exactly. However... It's too early to start on these rounds. What's also not a thing is our other beer... Uh, other beers, which will be an extension of last week's episode, where we uh, talked about the Pirate Life Stout, and we're going to combine that with the Pirate Life Mosaic, which is the Black and Tan, which the Moe Stout, the Moe Stout, which Jeff posted on Instagram ages ago, and was sort of like it kind of went nuts. And then I thought to myself, I've never actually had that. Yeah, I think I was at where was I? I was at Beer Deluxe or yeah, something yeah. like that and had them. Yeah, mm. yeah, and it was, was kind of cool. Well, I I just I just remember seeing it like I want to try that. Yeah, no, no, I've that's never right. got around to it. That's right. I was on a I was on a boozy lunch with mm. um No No, I know. Inconceivable, right? I don't believe you. With um with, with someone who used to always um mm, mm. toast our beers the instant we mm. checked them in. So mm. I was like, the yeah, bot. that was yeah. like, the bot, that's oh, right. Yes. Um yeah. Hi bot. Anyway, that so that's what we're gonna cover this week. But again, this is all about the new. What have we found, people? Um, so I was back in Perth again um, last weekend, actually. So, so Paul and I, you, you and I were in Perth um, a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I went back because I was just over there for work. So I thought I'd, I'd take a Sunday um, early, well, not early morning, but just morning flights and get in there. And I uh, went to the Dutch Trading Company, which I hadn't been to before. So it's in Victoria Park, if I'm not wrong, which, yep. uh, which I'm told from another friend who's from Perth. He said to me, it's like... Yeah, back when I lived there, not a place to go to to have a beer unless you wanted to get glassed in the face, is, is was the description that <laughs> I got Parker's given. Now. That's why I used to have my karate greetings. Okay, well, hey. <laughs> so, you know, you know. kicked in the face. Yeah, right. Anyway, either way. Wax on and wax off. Fantastic Vietnamese and Malaysian food, too. Okay, I got neither glassed nor kicked in the face when I was in Big Park. So Did you feel mildly disappointed? No, no, I was kind of okay with it. Okay. Um, but one one of the things that they they did have, so I mean, it's a really cool space. It's like you know, one of the, like it feels like you know a well, it's re- like really high ceiling sort of you know um, wooden tables and stuff. Mm. They had um, a few beers by Beer Farm, who are relatively recently, oh, like relatively them. new WA craft brewery. Are they? Yeah, well, I, I'd not heard of them up until a few years ago. Yeah, so. yeah. So they were, and they had this um this beer called like the the Shiraz and Weiss. It's basically a, a Berliner Weiss that's been you know done in a Shiraz barrel. So it has like that. That mm. red, that red coloring, and it was like it was awesome, really cool. Uh, and then also, well, we will be going there, Chris. Oh yes, we'll be month. there. Yes, like, yeah, in yes, a month, you yeah. will in a month's time, or oh, month and month and a half's time, mm. whatever mm. it is. It all blows together. Yes, yeah, so that was really cool. Like yeah, just sat there, just kicked on there, and you know, had had a lot of had a lot of good beers, and then you know, in terms of things that are not new, later mm. on went back to the friends who I was. Um, Hang out with their house and you know have a bit of a snooze on the couch. That's uh, that, that's pretty not new. But then woke up <laughs> with a burrito in my hand. It was amazing. Yes. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So wait, wait. Let, let's dial this back a second. So um, it was the burrito literally in your hand when you woke pretty up? Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much woke up like oh. That's brilliant. <laughs> that's convenient. That's right. It was like it was like the time when I think I don't remember where we were drinking uh, and we went back at my house and then. 
I fell asleep and woke up and completely different people were in the house oh. who were there to begin with. Oh, no, no, that and was... there were fish and chips in front of me. That was, a, that was also <laughs> that, amazing. That, that was, was great. after Brewer's Feast. Yes, that's uh, right. Because yeah. we all bundled, bundled back to yours and it was like almost yeah. a shift change. And my bike also bundled. <laughs> oh, God, I remember that. In the back of an Uber. Uh, that were the good days. Hi, Brewer's Feast people. Yes, that was that was pretty cool. <laughs> and then uh, the next night went to a place called Varnish Bar, which is on on, is cool. on on King Street. Really cool. Like it's one of these places that you would not notice. We like I don't know. Maybe there was a sign, but I couldn't see it. But I spied it only because I saw the whiskey bottles like through the through the window because it's kind mm. of a basement bar, but you've got a little bit of light of sight into there. And yeah, just like and it's really cool stuff. Had um, I was mostly on the whiskey, but like yeah, just like had a couple of cool good beers there as well. But yeah, we're also going there. On- Okay. The footy trip weekend. Um, uh, for, for those playing at home, um, myself and Paul, but sadly not Jeff, are going to uh, we're going to Perth for a boys' trip for the footy, um, which I'm sure will involve a lot of stupidity. Yes. Uh, well, it'd better. Uh, well, it will. And and given like two days before, I have just got back from Indonesia. It'll be pretty scary, or at least mostly I'll fall asleep in places. Um, Jeff. Well, you know, you can you can be the you can be the Jeff on that. You can trip. be the Jeff. That, that, that was my plan. Um, yeah, because I'll I I'm basically back in Australia for like a week that time, so I'm just going like yeah they're yeah I just <laughs> couldn't do it. Uh, so, but the other the other new thing I found, which is I think I think it's something that I missed because I wasn't at Gabs, was they had the Crosby Stills and Mash by Colonial Brewing, which is their gin infused beer. Oh yeah, yeah, beer, yeah. Because yeah. like gin infused beers mm. was like one of the the big gems mm. at Gabs mm. this year. So I went to that. That was really cool as well. Like I went to a place called Old Faithful, which is across the road from Varnish. That's just kind of cool. Uh, a cool name. That's really. where we're having lunch on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> See, so I don't even need to go on this trip. Anymore. I've been to, I've been to all the places. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was that was super cool too. Like they had they had they had the Shiraz and Weiss on tap. They also had the Crosby Stills and Mash. So yeah, just just got on it there. So yeah, no, I've, it was cool. Just to, like having done quite a bit of Perth already on the Perth Athlon yeah. when I went over to you. Still plenty. Of, yeah, exactly. So it was good to just check out other places, you mm. know, in, in in the CBD because that's where right. I was staying. And yeah, well, really cool. And it's nice that there are so many things left to find in Perth because it seems like your trip to Perth. Like from last season was like mad, and you did everything, including like that strip bar. That's is it. The, was oh, it the, the strip bar next to Alabama song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. <laughs> I uh, I have fun memory. That was a uh, that was like um, uh, whenever whenever I think of like the Perth trip, all I think to myself was like, all right, how many more things are we going to find that are essentially just you know things that are right next door to strip bars or something like that. I mean, I don't know Perth at all. Question is, do, do strip bars um, sell craft beer now with all the takeovers? Harking back to uh, oh, shit, they last probably, week's episode. They have to, right? It's a good question. Um, based on the last time I was in one on a mm. Bucks do, no, that there was not craft beer in there. <laughs> just, I'm just putting that out there, but I'm mm. not saying, but that was, yeah, I'm not saying not now, but I'm just, you know. But, it, Somebody who goes to strip bars, find out for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, that would be something that is, it's not sure if we should know, but it's nice to know. Um, uh, has craft beer infiltrated strip bars? I mean, I only ever went, I've, I, I will confess I've been to one strip bar in my entire life, and that was in Montreal, which apparently was um, like the best strippers in, um, like, that's where they are. Right. It was sad as fuck. But, and they, they gave me, like, the, um, you, you pretty much, to get in, you bought, like, a $50, $50 bucket of, like, four beers, and they were a really terrible sort of bud whatever. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll, t- I'll, yeah. I'll I've, I probably haven't told you guys this story before. I'll tell you my, like, this This is probably, like, you know, where you have this sort of existential moment where you sort of look <laughs> back and you go, like, yeah, this is not great what's just happened here. So, uh, in um, in Sydney, the men's gallery, they have a $10 steak at lunchtime, mm, mm. which is, yeah, that's a very cheap steak, right? So And if it's a good steak, I mean, Yeah, so, so on a couple of occasions when I've been up there, like, for, like, Sydney Surf, something, we'll catch up with, like, you know, the boys and, you know, we'll mm. go there for, like, you know, for cheap steak. Yeah. So... I think there was like twice in like a three or four month period where I was up and we went there for the steak and we enjoyed the entertainment then we then we went off and sank mm. beers at Frankie's or something like that. Mm. But this same stripper was on the stage both times and the second time I went, she went, oh, you're back again. And like, so getting recognised at the strippers in a city you do not live in, that is like not the high point of one's life. You just kind of go like, it's oh, not great uh, that we've just, but you know. But then she was doing the city surf as well. And we had a great chat about that. It was like yeah, it was actually quite amusing. But yeah, it's <laughs> that it is an it is an odd turn of events, really. It is a very odd turn of events. And still craft beer for none of those terms. No, no, we we're on the Budweiser. So unless you think, yeah. unless you go ABN, Vib, hey, they're an independent brewery, uh, craft beer, no. We're not a big craft beer, but it is the king of beer. It is the king of beer. That is right, and it's actually it actually wasn't that bad. In the circumstances. <laughs> no, I, I've, I've said this many times. Budweiser is not a bad beer. It's no. just a nothing beer. Correct. Mm. It doesn't Correct. taste like anything. No, it's actually like I it's would not... rather drink Budweiser than Carlton Draft. Yeah. It's completely inoffensive. Yeah. I, I actually completely agree, yeah. it's the Carlton Draft tries to be a lot. A lot of the US, those US um, sort of lagers are very, very inoffensive. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're just essentially water. Yeah. But the problem but is you, okay. you can be so inoffensive that you become offensive. And I think like mm. like Michelob, like Ultra. Oh, that's, that that's a offensively inoffensive. I know, it's fucking well, awful. Inoffensively offensive. It's that's so inoffensive that it's just fucking awful. It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. I think it actually is like on like the um, the right beer or the, you know, the yeah. top 10 worst beers in the world. It's definitely it's like number two or number three. Okay, so well, there's, like a, like there's a there's a um, mission for next year. Yes. The, um, oh, yes. So for those who aren't aware, I don't know if we've actually spoken about it on the podcast. We, oh. the three of us, and a bunch of other people are going to be doing a Amtrak pub crawl. So um, we're we going to be taking the Crescent train from New York to Miami, stopping at a bunch of small towns, going down the um, east coast and through the mm. deep south. So um, yeah, we can try to find those um, terrible beers amongst all the great beers. And hello to our friends in the plane flying past um, us right now. So, sorry, I tell a lie. Michelob Ultra, number six worst beer in the world. Oh, what's number one? Yeah, what is number one again? Natural Light. Natural Light. Who is that by? Doesn't even say. <laughs> Doesn't they? No, one, no, no one wants to own that shit. Uh, it is by. Uh, by Anheuser Busch. Natural okay. Light. Storage uh, description. Right. You mean, you, you <laughs> mean, mean Popper, AB, and Bev? Uh, yeah, Papa AB and Bev. Natural light is brewed with a blend of premium American and imported hops and a combination of malt and corn. Its longer brewing process produces a lighter body, fewer calories, and an easy drinking character. Wonderfully blended, balanced, and brewed for a consistently clean flavor, light body, and satisfying refreshment. Natural light was Unhoser Bush's first reduced calorie light beer. Oh wow! Mm. So it's the uh, it's pup, Papa Bud Light. Yeah, Papa Bud Light. <laughs> like it gets it gets a one point a one point oh seven out of five average. Wow, um, I, we have I, to seek that one out. I just love that we're putting Papa at the end, <laughs> at the start of things. Um, all right, but back to something that resembles topic. Although I'm okay with this uh, this chaos. Well, that that can take place of my um, discovery of new things because mm. I actually had an alcohol free week. 
Yeah, completely unintentional. So we saw the um, so Jeff, myself, mm. and a not so special contributor Ben went mm. to the uh, Origin game at the MCG, mm. and uh, that was that was all very that was very exciting. That was the first um, rugby league game uh, I'd uh, ever wait, seen. Wait, live. wait, wait! Um, the State of Origin or the Origin Energy? Yeah, State of State of Origin Energy. That's a, that's a that's a great um. Sponsorship, isn't it? Well, the sponsors, the sponsor for New South Wales was really weird. It's obviously Queensland's Forex. Yep, story checks out. But it was it was like something lawyers, like just some random like lawyer. VB law company, yeah. You're like, well, why the hell? Like some like no name law company from New South Wales is like sponsoring. Ah, oh, that means the law company's like got a lot of money, and mm-hmm. the guy, the partner's really like origin. Origin, or it means that like it's just such a sport that doesn't attract much money and uh, you can become a major sponsor with a minimal investment. I mean, based on that, it sounds like we could be major sponsors. Of, um, Give it time. Maybe, yeah. maybe in Brunswick a couple of years' Collective yeah. uh, that's Blues. Right. That's, that's right. right. The BBCBs. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, we had a... Yeah, though, interestingly, so it wasn't um, Fat Yak Stadia Edition. It was Full Strength Yak. Whoa. That they were selling. They were selling Full Strength Wii and they had Full Strength Carlton Draft. Wait, wait, which stadium was this again? MCG. No So normally way. it's the Stadia edition that we get. So for Origin... This is new. And it's odd. you think Origin would be where they'd definitely want to be selling less mm. alcoholic beer. But, um... Right. Yeah, and it was a very, um, very civilised crowd as well. I was very disappointed. I didn't see any of the abuse that people were telling me I was going to expect. Everyone was very nice and it was all well, very fine. Well, and was, it, was it like in Melbourne... Uh, did it feel like, you know... Because Melbourne people are very subdued. There were a lot of Queensland well. supporters. Way okay. more Queensland yeah. supporters in. Um, anyway, well, there, are so a lot, there are a lot of Queensland supporters in Melbourne as well. Yeah, yeah. Queensland mm. supporters is the thing. Like I actual people from Queensland, yeah, yeah. not Victorians supporting Queensland. Mm. But anyway, so yeah, we um, that was you know not a great beer, but the game was fun. Then we went to Heartbreaker. Heartbreaker. Mm. I can't remember what we had. Um, it was a Bad Shepherd, their newest uh, IPA, their seasonal IPA. Yes. That was very delicious. Wait, wait, not their Nipa? Because I saw they had no, a no, Nipa, no, not the Nipa, just their their sort of single hop. Seasonal mm. IPA. Then we went to Boilermaker, Boilermaker and had the uh, the beer that was really expensive. And he said we only do it in pots. And I was like, that was fine. And then we got in those little like one fifty mil like whiskey sniffers. And it's like, well, that's not a pot. Yeah, that's right. That was that was a giant lie. Like it's fine. Was. It's a very rare alcoholic beer. I understand you're not going to get much mm. for the price, but don't tell me that it comes in a pot and then served to right. me in that. It was the um, the the collective arts brewing the malt yeah, chocolate so malt milkshake, collect- milkshake breakfast stout. Collective oh, arts from um, I've seen that. Canada. Yeah, and that was delicious. And then we had the uh, truffle infused, the big truffle, big truffle and little porter. <laughs> so that yeah, an and then awesome um, through no um, no real intentions, I didn't mm. go out to it. So the um, mm. Pub crawl you guys mentioned mm-hmm. on the previous week's episode. I did. I didn't go to that because mm-hmm. I had a. It's funny how spending a month a, a month um, traveling puts you behind on a lot of things. So yeah, I thought you know I pull myself out of a few social events, um, mm-hmm. catch up on work and general house admin, mm-hmm. and then yeah, next thing you know, it's a Wednesday again, and realized yeah. I hadn't actually had any alcohol. So That's um, crazy. Yeah, right. my stories ended on the Wednesday, and then and then there were many beers. And, <laughs> Wines and <laughs> warm cocktails. After that, but that's a uh, that's for another day. But well, I don't, I don't have anything new that beats any of those things. But, but my no story turned out being a lot longer than I expected mm, it to be. Mm, mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, the, well, the lead up to your no story was like yeah. huge. But I'm thinking that we move into our first beer.
And we are back with the next beer. And the next beer, okay, so uh, this is a beer that, um, it's the Moosey Juicy from uh, Three Ravens. And all right, so this was a beer that I first had at Gab's. And I love Gab's, Gab's is awesome. But I don't really remember a lot of the beers that I have. I know that I ticked them off, but I don't really remember having them. And it was a sort of, um, ever since I had, uh, there was a Green Beacon did a milkshake beer, like a green mango milkshake beer. And I thought, and I was like, I was obsessed with it. It was like, I never found it again, but I had it once at Boilermaker House. And I sort of said, right, I'm going to, I want to really have a lot of milkshake beers because I just like the concept of it. So... Then I went, after Gab's, I kind of went on a quest to find more Moosey. So I went to, let's see, I went to every, uh, I started out looking at Black Hearts and I couldn't find a Black Hearts. So then I went to this, um, I happened to be down south in, where was it? Uh, down south at a place called Bottle House. And Bottle House is like this massive, uh, it's kind of like Black Hearts of the South, if you will. Um, really cool place. Lots of Like there is a Black Hearts in the South. So. I know, but they're harder to find. One of them closed down. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. The the one on Carlisle Street closed down. Really? Like yeah. the one that's like right next to Tap House? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. It, Did not know that. Uh, I had to ask South like three people before that. Right? Yeah, South don't, South don't abide. The South will rise again. Um, different, different line. Anyway, so finally I went to Beer Mash and Beer Mash had like uh, maybe six or eight of them. And so that I bought... That's where this very can came from. And I bought two of them from there. I think... Um, uh, a regular guest, Ben, bought two of them, two of them from there. And it's just the sheer... Because I can't... Uh, like the regular... Um, I think I made fun of the fact in our... Um, it must have been our uh, Container A episode of this of this podcast where we talked about how uh, Three Ravens were just playing on the juicy thing. But, I mean, I'm going to say right now, I kind of like the fact that they twisted it around. It's a moosey juicy. Anyway, have people sipped this damn thing? I have not. That's right. now. Because um, I've got, I've had multiple cans of it now, and the sheer milkshake aspect of it, I think, is kind of cool, just in itself. That'd be interesting. This is meant to, this is meant to be a neeper, is it? Um, it's meant it's to be an interesting a, smell, doesn't it? Um, uh, a nebipa, N-E-B-I-P-A. Yeah, like I said before, I just, I, um, um, if this brute thing at least, it's probably going to annoy me after a while, but at least if it takes away from the whole Nipah thing for a while, I'll be happy with that. Mm, we need, we do need a Nipah break. I mean, uh, this has a snoo- smooth, creamy, sultry. And it's sultry? Got sultry. I thought you thought like sultry. Isn't sultry, um, <laughs> no, wolfram, I'm thinking of wolfram. Sultram's like a, there's, it's like a winery. I'm sure it's yeah. like a few other things as well. What's wolfram though? Wolfram and heart. Is it, is it Kevlar? Um, I don't know. I've never heard of wolfram. No, it's something like up later. The, but the, the label has, let's see, it's got half an orange, though there's no orange in it, from what I can see, which I'm happy about. Uh, it's got like an all-seeing, it's like half an all-seeing eye. It's got what appears to be like a Pac-Man with a dot on the top. It's got an A, which I don't know what that is for. Uh, we took an other, otherwise textbook Nipah, added no, chocolate. Nabipa. Oh, no, this is Nipah. Oh, it's on, uh, untapped, it says Nabipa. Oh, oh uh, this is a description. Um, yeah, I'm reading this is a description right. too. I know, I know. And it's, it's like, yeah, they need, to, they need to get this shit consistent. Uh-huh. All right, um, uh, Jeff, fl- flag where they've cocked up. Um, we took an otherwise textbook Nipah, added chocolate, vanilla, lactose, pectin, whatever the fuck oh, that pectin. is. Pectin, almost as good as oxytocin. What the fuck is pectin? 
It's one of those things that's like in lots of things and you're always like, yeah, what the fuck's that? Unless there's only So, Wolfram, Pectin, okay. Um, <laughs> added to the um, lookup list for this. Um, uh, added, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Pectin and roasted grains create a creamy dessert-like, not desert, dessert-like beverage for those that prefer their desserts highly hopped. Keep cold and drink fresh, ingredients, yeah, whatever. Um, so this is a moussey. Uh, what do we think, people? Pectin um, is produced commercially as a white to light brown powder, mainly extracted from citrus fruits, and is used in food as a gelling agent. From, from particularly in jams and jellies. There you go. There's, jams. There's, there's that's jam. That's it. Okay. Um, and Wolfram. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the fuck Wolfram is. Well, Wolfram. They're the company who like um, like Wolfram Alpha. They're um, they're like a, of course. They're like a, they're like a you know internet company. Mm. They, they make a mathematical. Oh, like, where you type in Wolfra. That's the first thing that comes up in um, Google is Wolfram Alpha. Yep. Of course, mm. that's not what a computational knowledge engine. But the it's second, actually a really cool app. Mm. The second thing that comes <laughs> up is Wolfram Element, which is what I'm looking for. Anyway, it's tungsten. <laughs> okay. Why do we have? Why does? Why do we call it Wolfram then? Like yeah. we've got a perfectly good word for it. Tungsten. Although, why don't we just use that word? Although in fairness, Wolfram is a cool word as well. Yeah. It so is. the symbol for tungsten is W. For Wolfram. And tungsten comes from the Swedish name for tungstenite mineral shelite from tung space sting, which means heavy stone. Uh, you're listening to the Brunswick Metal Collective. Um, I yeah. also like how, like, at least the, the untapped description, not the can description, <laughs> says, like, an otherwise textbook Nabipa, like, because mm. I don't think there is a textbook that contains the recipe for a Nabipa. No. I don't think it exists, so... No, that's, that's an epic fail. It's not epic I think I no. think I think I think this is deliberate. I suspect <laughs> I think they're doing this on purpose rather than uh, you know. Well, I will I will say the can does say milk milked by fr- three ravens, which I think is a nice touch. Um, all right. Did we get any? Could people say what they think about this for a start? Yeah, I think. It's, no, I'm still looking. I'm, I'm still wrestling I some sort of response from people. I won't bore people with it, but uh, if you go, <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! But you will. The uh, no, no, the. Uh, the etymology of Wolfram is uh, very, very interesting and way more complex than I expected, but I'll leave people to can we read use, that if it is something that interests them. Can we use Wolfram them. Alpha to derive <laughs> the etymology of Wolfram? Like, I think, um, you know... It would that's be very meta. Yeah, it would be very uh, self-referential. Yeah, you type it, you type Wolfram plus etymology plus mm. explain or something, and then it will just go off on its own. <laughs> it's great. We'll do that after the... Uh, Wolfram, Alpha, Wolfram Alpha explodes. That's right. I, I really... I quite like this, actually. This is... um. It's kind. Of, it's a re- well. Actually, it's it's not that refreshing a change from the beer that, that we were having as as sort of the previous mm. this. But I think if I've been having IPAs, this would mm. actually be a quite a refreshing change from IPAs. Like mm. it's mm. very mellow, um, a bit creamy. You know, smells really interesting as well. I like it. A lot of people saying that um, they think it would work well on nitro, which I completely agree. This would Good be call. on a nitro tap would be yep outstanding. Um, Alright, yeah, what are, what are people saying? Okay, here we are. Brad M. Uh, he purchased a can at Grape and Grain. Looks like he's drinking it at home. Hops up front, but then I lost them when the chocolate took over. Creamy and tasty, not amazing, but enjoyable. 3.75. Uh, Gareth Humphreys at the Great Australian Beer Spectacular. Oh, Three I know, out of five. I know that guy. Three out of five, no comment. What a loser. <laughs> But of course, for Gareth, with his um, ridiculous scale, oh, is no. actually quite a high. Mm, mm. So annoying. That means he's, he's so annoying. It. It's triggered. <laughs> <laughs> Phil uh, Zed. 
I purchased at Carwin. Also looks like he's drinking it at home. A little odd, but if you don't think about it too hard, very delicious and enjoyable hoppy Jaffa treat. Um, for How stars. are people thinking about it? Uh, Helen at the Hopium Den, or Hopium Den. Chocolate milkshake meets Nipa, all elements there, ambivalent, three out of five. Hmm. Ambivalent. Um, we've got... Oh, whoop, no, whoop, whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. Uh, Adam at Cafe Capri, which looks like it could be his house. Um, flavors, purchased at Bucket Boys. Uh, flavors of citrus, pine, chocolate, roast milk, vanilla, and lactose. Lactose is really a flavor. With a creamy finish. Unique and pretty well executed. We also noticed about untapped. 3.75, by the way. Mm. A lot of people don't put full stops on their final sentence. Hmm. Does that trigger you? Yeah. Oh, it triggers me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so triggered. Hey, hey uh, look, it's up there with um, people making ellipses that are more than three dots. Or just using them where, like, they're not necessary. Like, yeah. the, the unnecessary ellipsis is one of, like, the, the most, like, sort of just Ooh. the worst manifestations of human retardation, basically. I, 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 I would put it up there with the semicolon. Yeah. Because um, I love semicolons, except when they're screwed up. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you're going to use these things, just know how to use them. Mm. Like, you know, mm. with, with great power comes mm. great responsibility. <laughs> we, as people who speak, speak English, we have that great power. That's right. I don't understand this comment at all. Philbert, uh, purchased at Midway Sellers. The Republicans have gone very quiet all of a sudden. 3.75. Uh, Mate, I'm sure it makes sense. Trent C. Palette is unsure. This beer has an identity crisis, like an extremely sweet American brown. Dot, dot, dot. Mm. Three out of five. Yeah, I don't understand the Nipa thing. Like, I just... Mm. I'm confused. So there must be some kind of technicality. Again, possibly my ignorance. I thought Nipa was... Just a hazy a, IPA. Basically a hazy IPA. I'm not talking about, you know, the fake Nipas where mm. people add flour and shit mm. to make it hazy. I'm talking about a... Proper Nepos brewed in a way that sure. mm. it ends mm. up hazy. Yeah. But it's an IPA. And then uh, it was um, Bacchus. They did some Nepa and it was some weird like chocolate, raspberry, all kinds of shit Nepa. And I really like Bacchus. I really like all their flavoured beers. They always nail mm. whatever they say their flavoured beers are. They really nail it. Really, really like them. But I commented on one of the beer groups. I'm like... I, it triggered me and I was did a bit of a you know, uh, neeper rant and the head brewer actually responded he's like well, it's, it's, it's brewed true to style so here's and I was like oh well like, he's a guy I respect like I guess yeah, it's yeah. maybe technically is a neeper but but then it has to be an IPA right but then it's like yeah it's, it's I'm confused now about what mm. I guess goes about things neeper really, really even a thing like what's what is technically a neeper it's I'm confused like, I would not if you gave me this beer, I would not tell you. It's, it's an Ipa. No, but I guess it's... It's not even cloudy. It's, it's dark, it's not cloudy, and it's, like, chocolatey. Like, but, but, but I, mean, I, I don't get it. But I guess the only thing I have in defence of that is, you know, words don't belong to the people who wrote the definitions. They belong to the people who use them. Um, so what Did we anyone define ever really define it? I guess the first one defined what the rest of them are. Well, they never called it an Ipa. Hey, Top was just an IPA. Still just an IPA. Yep. Oh, it's a, no, no. It's, 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 it's a, a double IPA. Double, double <laughs> IPA, yeah, yeah. Come on, mate. <laughs> all right, all right. So what do we think about this? Um, I, I really enjoy it. I don't think it resembles an IPA in any way, shape or form, and certainly not a Nipah either, but to my mind. But um, 
judging it as a beer, I, I'm giving it a four. It yeah. tastes like a chocolate milkshake. It's really delicious. I agree. Four out of five. It's, it's great. Uh, so, same again. I would like to see this as a stable for three Ravens. I love this beer. Or a staple. A staple? Is it stable? Stable? You're right. You're so right. It can be both. Like it could be in this stable, but it, I, think, I, think stable. I think staple. Well, if you're at, yeah. say, say, Andrews Brewery, <laughs> the Mornington Peninsula, then it would be in a stable. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's a good point. On, uh, on that note, we're going to come back with one more beer or two more beers. And so prior to this, I said we had two beers. And as mentioned at the start of the episode... We have the, the fabled Black and Tan, which is the Pirate Life Stout and the Pirate Life Mosaic, which is that um, if you're part of the any sort of beer scene collective thing, then you'll know that the Mosaic is that beer that everyone took a photo of for about maybe three or four months. And now it's like Pirate Life standard, but it's in like a tall boy can. It's a very cool can. It is a great can. There's a building near here that apparently looks like a witch we didn't manage to see earlier. No, it's well, it's totally dark now, but I can see it, and it does... Okay, it doesn't look like that. But in the light, it definitely looks like the mosaic can. So, this is this is not hybrid. This is like something brand new to, from two old things. And by brand new, I mean I saw Jeff do it, and mm. now I really want to taste it myself. So... Jeff, where did the idea actually come about? Well, I, mean, I don't think it's... A, it's not that uncommon an idea. Like, it's just the idea of mixing, um, you know, a reasonably punchy stout with, like, an, you know, a reasonably punchy IPA and sort of allowing the hoppiness of the IPA and the maltiness mm. and the kind of chocolatey or whatever sort of mm. those flavours in the stout kind of uh, blend together. So the other um, example is the Yin and Yang by Evil Twin. So there's... Like, okay. Like, that's a, that's a legit, like... You know, knock your head off Imperial Stout and legit knock your head off uh, Imperial IPA. I think that's together. the first time in my life that I had ever combined two beers was yeah. that. Yep. Because mm. I'd, I'd never heard of the concept and then it was like, oh yeah, this brewery Evil Twin, which was a new brewery at that stage to me. Yep. Mm. It's like, oh yeah, they've got these two beers and you're supposed to mix them and drink them together. It's like, well, that's that's a new that's thing true. that... Yeah, so yeah, that was the first time I'd ever had it too. So yeah, so so I just I was just down at Beer Deluxe one day with um with a friend, and we just thought, oh well, yeah, we can get the mosaic and the stout, and we can just mix. I'm sure we're not the first people to have thought of mixing no. those two beers together. I'm sure someone else has done the black and tan with them before, but that was the the origin of the idea. I think it was must have been Christmas last year. I think it was on one of my my boozy mm. Christmas lunches. I'm pretty sure. Um, I know we can look back through the photos, but that, can. that would make sense because it was definitely summer. Because we've certainly, um, we're no strangers to mixing no, beers. No. We've said the episode where we did the beer cocktails. Mm. And we do have the uh, the force punch. The force punch, which um, I don't know if it's ever going to, uh, I don't know what Hot Nash are going to do next. It should be a thing. Yeah, it should definitely be a thing. And for, the, yeah, for those who don't know, that is the, um, the Jedi, Jedi juice. juice and the punch, which yeah. is their mango goza. So right. if you combine those two beers in equal measure, it is... Mm. A very fantastic new beer. Oh. Yeah, no, that's, that's it. Really. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, uh, what do people actually think about sipping this beer? Like first impressions. It's tasty. Yeah, it goes together quite well. I mean, it went together quite well the last time. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, but it's one of these ones where I think like the um, your preferred ratio will depend like based mm. on your palate. So I've kind of mixed it in the way that I would like it. Yeah, what did you do? That I... um, it's more. It's a bit pretty much half half. Probably a bit more IPA than stout. 
basically. So I'm thinking, I know, from when we did the stout by itself last week, there were those sort of raisin flavours that I got. Wait, wait, the they, they were raised? They were raisin? They were raisin, raisin the roof. But, um... <laughs> those raisins. Yeah, I actually think that, which is interesting, because I don't get those flavours from the mosaic, but I think something in the mosaic is bringing those flavours out more. Mm-hmm. Mm. No. Uh, I'm guessing it's because, you know, the can, it's awesome. Right. Yes, we can. <laughs> um, it, it is really, it, I genuinely, I, yeah, I genuinely enjoyed it. I think it's one of those weird things where I didn't really know what I was going to get. And the fact that you can taste the stout through the IPA is actually really nice. It's really pleasant. Um, it doesn't, uh, you know, because and um, next week's episode we're going to be talking about winter beers and staff beers and things like that, and that's going to be full of rants and stuff. But um, not rancid stuff, like just rants, rants and stuff. <laughs> but the interesting part not rancid stuff. That'd be really bad. Oh, good point. But I feel like the interesting part is that this doesn't really taste like a stout, but it has stout qualities. Yes, and so it almost becomes a stout for the if we're going to use that rule it's going to become a stout for the like the cooler mops sorry the warm mops summer stout yeah Which well, I mean well that's a thing already mm. um, but I think it's more just like you know the beer each of the two beers like they're they sort of offset the excesses of the other so you know the, the stout um, helps to cut off the top end of like the real bitterness of the IPA and vice versa, you know, the hoppiness of the IPA helps to cut off, you know, some of the, like, you know, the, the creaminess of the stout. So it's, mm, it's yeah. you know. I mean, it's not as good as it was before the takeover, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is much better. <laughs> I'll refer back to the previous episode for that. So we don't, uh, the annoying part about doing this beer is the fact that nobody's done it. Oh, like, nobody's well, reviewed it. It's not a thing on Untapped that people can check no. in. Yeah. yeah, no, that's right. We won't be able to look this up. But out of curiosity... Um, no, we can't even look up what the mosaic says. I mean, we can, but it won't really it's help. It's irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, added pure curiosity. What If people can't find a part-life stout and a part-life mosaic, what do you, what other stout and um, IPA could Yeah, I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> no, no, why don't, you, why don't you kick that question? Why don't you kick that off, Chris? And, uh, <laughs> all right. Um, uh, I, I, Come on, smart guy. I, I think that you have to go down the road of the people that have the uh, like the least amount of um, least access. So I'm wondering what would happen if you combined a Cooper's Stout with a Cooper's Sparkling. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're both high alcohol, but they would both... Um, oh, sorry, relatively speaking, the Sparkling is like six and a half or something. Um, uh, but... I'm wondering whether they would have whether that would work as like the ultimate Coopers. I suspect that if you did that, <laughs> the world might just the space time continuum, like you know, Doctor Emmett Brown warned us of this. I think you might. It's run your into kids, an, Marty. That's right. You might run into an issue. Like, oh, do they become assholes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's, it's it's a good question, actually. Um, so the obvious one to me is. Um, Four Pines IPA, Four Pines Stout. Mm-hmm. That's quite accessible. Yep. Yep. Do you stay in the same, like the same brewery? I mean, do you jump to different breweries? 
Well, I mean, you can do whatever you want, really. Yeah, but I think, I think, I think, you know, you're just sticking sort of to the spiritually, same. I think you should mm. stick to the same brewery. Mm. So I think, like, you know, the um, maybe like Road Trip and Temptress or something like that. Oh, that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. They could do it because, with Because, um, like, Americans are always good because they have, like, a bit more bite. American IPAs, obviously. Mm. Right. So you want a West Coast style? Oh, Hawker's Stout and Hawker's. Hawker's could, West Coast IPA would work well. Could do. Yep. Uh, so this is something that I feel like the people at home can explore on their own. Um, what do we think about this beer? Um, mm. uh, this being the uh, the half and half. Um, you know, were it on the shelves, would you buy it? And more importantly, what do we like, give it? Yeah, I I almost want to up, up, um, give it a four because I really like really like the mosaic. Mm. And that stout, yeah, there's flavors in that stout that are more pronounced with the addition of the mosaic. I think it just creates a beer that, yeah, equally as good as the mosaic and better than the stout by itself. So I'm giving it a four. I think I think four's fair. Like yeah, like the mosaic on its own, I would I would rate a four because like mm-hmm. like well, I probably have rated it a four before. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I think I think the combination does you know help to sort of you know there there is some sort of um, the whole is greater than some of the parts like that that wink. There's mm. just like learnings, right? There's, <laughs> just, there's like, just like learnings or <laughs> late check-ins, like the, all these things that we collectively we dislike. need to do some late check-ins mm. from last night. Um, I th- I think it's uh, I agree. I think it's a four myself. Um, I think it just it's it's nice. Um, it's it, there's not too much complexity to it, but it one complements the other. And Modus, there's another brewery that you could uh, oh yeah, do a really nice um, a red IPA plus a um, chocolate mocha. Well, maybe uh, that's an idea for a, uh, another episode. We'll get to it. Would you Would you listen to an episode where we just did a whole bunch of um, um, black and tans? Yeah, or just yeah, or just other blends like yeah. like will it blend? <laughs> will it blend? Yeah, we chucked um, the iPhone six in there as well. Like, will it blend? <laughs> and, and I've, I've got one right here. <laughs> I don't know why I keep picking on the iPhone six. Like, the thing I always like bring up whenever we talk about will it blend. iPhone <laughs> six. So on that note, we will finish up for this week. Uh, I have been Chris Jordan. With me has been Jeffrey Cheek. Good night. With me has been Paul Christoph. Till next time, and we will talk to you all next week.